Hello, I'm Karen Pascal. I'm the Executive Director of the Henry Nowen Society. Welcome to a new episode of Henry Nowen, Now and Then. Our goal at the Henry Nowen Society is to extend the rich spiritual legacy of Henry Nowen to audiences around the world. This week we have a very special Christmas present for you. Henry Nowen gave a wonderful talk on inclusivity. What an appropriate topic for the times we're living in. In May of 1995, Henry spoke at Norton Presbyterian Church in Darien, Connecticut. He speaks of the new covenant God made with his creation, a covenant that is essentially inclusive. What an inspiring and empowering message as we head into Christmas. Dear friends, I believe you're going to enjoy Henry Nowen's passionate talk on inclusivity. God created a covenant with God's people. A covenant, the word covenant means to come together. Convenir, it means to come together. And you know that that covenant was first established, you know, with Abraham, with Noah, with David. And that covenant was very much a covenant to say, I'm with you, and I will protect you, and I will keep you together. And defend you against your enemies and those who threaten you. But when God sent his only son to us, He made a new covenant. And that new covenant is a covenant with all people. Because God took on human flesh so that all human flesh could be lifted up into God. And I don't know if we always realize that the new covenant is a covenant that is essentially inclusive, that includes all people from all times and from all places. It includes Jews as well as Gentiles. It includes people from all races. It includes people from all ages. It includes people from all the parts of the world. When Jesus had died, he descended to the dead in order to call into his covenant those who had been waiting for the Messiah. And he says, when I am lifted up in the cross and lifted up in the resurrection, I will draw all people into myself. And therefore, if you look at the cross, 
And if you look at the resurrection, you see humanity there. Yes, it's Jesus, but it's Jesus who has lifted you and me and all people into himself. And one of the great tragedies of the Christian history is that Jesus has often used to exclude people. And it's not easy for us to, to constantly say to our brothers and sisters, you belong to that covenant. Because it's a covenant with all of humanity. The Jesus of the gospel is the Jesus who calls all people into unity. Father, may they be one as you and I are one. And may all people from all races and all ages be one. Belong to that same human community. May they all be the beloved sons and daughters of God and, and brothers and sisters for each other. I mean, that, that is that is the core of the new covenant. That we all belong together. And that any division and any separation and any segregation and any exclusion is not in the spirit of the one who died on the cross and who sent us his spirit and said, my spirit will blow wherever it wants. And I, I, I want you to, this afternoon, to claim that, that you belong to the Lord who wants to include everyone. And I, I want to tell you that, that for me, that has been a whole journey and a very painful journey. Because I was born and raised as a Roman Catholic in Holland, in a time that Catholics were clearly not Protestants. <laughs> and that Christians were clearly not Buddhists or Hindus. And that somewhere I was raised in that very safe garden with very clear boundaries that says, I am Catholic and not Protestant. I'm Christian and not Buddhist. I am a believer and not an unbeliever. And so somewhere in my world, safe as it was, had all these fences around it that made me very clear that I was not like the rest, like the others. And it's practically been a lifetime job to break down these boundaries. Because it feels safe to say, I am me and not you. I am here and not there. I am this. And I'm not that. 
And as I was growing, I, I suddenly realized that the fences of my safe little garden were breaking down all over the place. That my Protestant brothers and sisters were in many places calling me to Christ even more fully than members of my own religious community. That people of other faiths were sometimes calling me to pray in ways that my own Christian brothers and sisters couldn't. And that people who are not believing and who in no way knew about Jesus were loving and caring in ways that was even far beyond my own imagination. And as I was growing older, I suddenly realized that none of the boundaries were boundaries that Jesus wanted me to live with. And it was as if I was stripped from him and was left with no one but Jesus alone. And it's an amazing experience to stand here this afternoon and to, to say this to you because it's, it's, it's the result of a long and painful journey. Because I'm such an insecure person. I'm such an anxious person. I'm such a nervous person that I like boundaries. I like to say this is mine and not yours. And, and I'm always comparing. I'm always wondering where I stand in comparison to each other. I always want to know what's better and what is worse and what is this and what is that. I'm always trying to evaluate things, to judge things, to have opinions about people, to, to somewhere, you know, have a little control over my, my world. And every time I meet a person, really meet a person, every time I'm getting close to another human heart, I discover that uh, that control is taking away from me. From me. I'm a priest, but I discover you are too. I met God, I discover that others do too in different ways. And suddenly I realize that the Jesus that I came to know in that safe little garden, that I came to know in that very protecting church, that I came to know in that very loving family that cared for me and loved me and saved me, finally is saying, Henry, you're on your own. There is no one in this world that should not have a place in your heart. Because my heart is beating for the world. And your heart is part of mine. And I want your heart to be open for every person that you ever will meet. And it's like a stripping. It's like a stripping of safety and say, there is no safety except in the one 
in whom all humanity has been lifted up and who sends me into this world. And I think going to Lash was simply one way of stepping over a boundary. To realize that the people that were most marginal in the society and that I had never even paid any attention to were the ones who, who had never read the Bible, who had never discussed any theology, who had never uh, explored any mystery with their minds were calling me to the heart of God. And that people who couldn't speak or who couldn't walk or who couldn't even express themselves in any articulate way were revealing to me that I was loved before I was even born. That I was held safe from all eternity and that I didn't have to go around proving myself. And every time again I discover that people who I consider to be other, different, over there, strangers, not belonging to my circle, were the people who brought me back to the center of God's heart. Blessed are the poor, Jesus said. And suddenly I realized that there are so many people who, who in my perspective were poor, but who were rich with the blessing and brought the blessing to me to, to bring me closer to that incredible mystery that God loves me and loves you and loves all people with the same unconditional love. And dear friends, I, I, I just want to simply say that 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 is something for us to live. To live the truth that all people in this human family are your brothers and sisters. And that all people in this human family are loved by God with the same unconditional love as Jesus was loved by God. That Jesus came to reveal to us what it means to be safe in God's embrace. That Jesus came to say, I am the beloved Son of God and I come to you so that you can claim for yourself that you are God's beloved children, that you are God's beloved sons, that you are God's beloved daughters. And that's the truth of who you are. Whether you know about Jesus or not, whether you are in prison or free, whether you are a prostitute or whether you are a queen, whether you are this or that, you belong to me and I embrace you with a love that is the same love with which I embrace my only son, Jesus. And I, I think it's so hard for us because we're so fearful people. 
And we so quickly say, oh, yes, but. And still I, I believe that as you and I claim that incredible truth of our belovedness, that you will start experiencing an enormous freedom. A freedom so great that there is place for every human being in your heart. A freedom that is so immense that you no longer have to judge, to evaluate, to, to decide who is better and who is worse. A freedom that allows you to call people home and say, I don't need to hear your story, but I love you. And there's place for you in my heart. I don't think you or I really know fully what that freedom is, because somewhere we, we don't even know how it would be to live a life without judging, without condemning, without evaluating, without putting in place. And still, Jesus is saying, let your heart be inclusive as my heart. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will be not condemned. And trust that as you walk this world, as the beloved son or the beloved daughter of God, you will suddenly discover that you have new eyes to see and new ears to hear the voice of God in those you least expect. Once you have claimed the truth about yourself, once you have claimed for yourself your belovedness, you can see the belovedness of other people. Once you have believed that you are chosen as God's beloved child, you will see that every other human being is chosen too and does not compete with your chosenness. Once you, you know that God dwells in your heart, you will see God wherever you go, speaking to you, to people, to events. You cannot see God in the world, but the God in you can see God in the world. Spirit speaks to spirit. Heart speaks to heart. God speaks to God. And when you have darkness in your heart, you will gather the darkness up wherever you go. And when you have light in your heart, you will gather up the light wherever you go. And that's why it's so tremendously important that you have, that you claim the light, that you claim the love, that you claim your belovedness for yourself. You might say, I, I don't believe that I'm worthwhile unless I, I do something relevant or something popular or something successful or something powerful. But you know, these are the temptations that Jesus lived in the desert. The demon said, prove that you are lovable. But Jesus said, I am the beloved. I have heard a voice that calls me the beloved. 
I have heard a voice deep speaking within me, saying, you are my beloved child, on you my favor rests. And I don't need to go around proving myself and separating myself and making war with people and hoarding and, and clinging. I don't have to do it because all that I need to know, I know already that I am God's beloved child. And I am that from eternity to eternity. And no world will ever take that away from me. You and I are called to claim that same truth for ourselves. To claim the truth that you are God's beloved child. And it's hard to claim it because of your tendency to, to self-reject, to say I'm not so good, and if people really would know me, they would love me. And if underneath I did this and I did that, and I should be ashamed and I feel guilty, and it's all there. It's all there in your history, and I did happen, and that happened, and I'm no longer worthy to be loved. But that's the voice of the darkness. That's the voice of the demon. That's the voice that makes you exclude people and separate yourself from others. But if you are willing to hear the voice of God that speaks to Jesus and that Jesus wants you to hear, then you will know who you are. And if you claim that, you're free. That's called the freedom of the children of God. The freedom not to have to judge, not to have to condemn, not to have to put in boxes, not to have to say, you are more than I or less than I or separate from me. And you can live that inclusiveness of God as you claim your own spiritual freedom and your own true identity as a child of God. I want to suggest two things to you, very simple things. First of all, is to pray. And you know what prayer is. Prayer is to listen to the voice who calls you the beloved. That's what prayer is. Prayer is not God doesn't need all that. God knows what you need. Prayer is to listen to the one who says, you are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. Yes, Lord, but I did it. You are my beloved daughter. Yes, Lord, but, but, but maybe if you really would know me, you, you are my beloved. And if you're going to be silent, you're not going to hear that in the first place. What you're going to hear is, Oh, I forgot it, and I should have done that, and I'm so mad at her, and why didn't she say that to me? And, you know, your whole inner life is like a banana tree filled with monkey jumping up and down and trying to get you confused. All these voices who tell you how, how confused you are and how unfree you are and how compulsive you are and how obsessive you are and how restless you are. You say, my God, I better get busy so I don't even have to deal with the whole thing. But there's a small voice underneath all of that that says, daughter, stay here. Son, stay here. Be quiet. Let me tell you something. Let me remind you of something. You're my beloved child. You're my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. Can I hold you? Can I talk to you? Can you dwell with me? 
Can you stay here? You have an address. So I can address you. If you're always gone, running around anxiously, I can't even tell you who you are. I want to tell you who you are. Sure, you can go into the world and be busy. Fine. Enjoy it. Enjoy the beauty and suffer the pain. But never forget who you are. You're my child. And I have sent you in this world for a little time. For 10 years, for 20 years, for 50 years, for 60 years, for 100 years, maybe I have sent you into this world and then I will call you home. And I've said to you from all eternity, you are my beloved child. And I'm sending you into the world to give you a little chance to say, dear God, I love you too. I too. What is life? It's an interruption of eternity. It's a little interruption from being home to being home again. And being homeless for a while so that you can from within say, yes, I want to be home. I want to be home. I didn't know I was home, but now I know I miss it. I suddenly realize that I come from a place where I was beloved and that then I belong to God. I suddenly realized in the pain and the struggle of my life that I came from home and that I'm back on the way home so that I can claim that home with my full freedom as a child of God. It's precisely in separation. It's precisely when we feel away from home that we are yearning for home. And as you can claim the truth of who you are while you travel, you're a free person. And you can call every human being to it. Because every human being is searching for a home. That's what life is about, a home for people with disabilities. That's what a family is about, a home where we can be safe on the way home. That's what all ministry is about, to call people and give them a sense of home in the midst of their pain and to remind them where they are going. And that's what Jesus was about. I'm going to the house of my father, and the house of my father are many dwelling places, and there are enough for everybody. I want you to come home with me to where you belong. I've given you a heart that belongs to God. And it will only be restful if it rests in God. That's what I mean by that inclusivity. That is what I mean by this incredible beauty of your and my vocation as a Christian. To be alone rooted in the heart of Christ and at the same time to be together with all people, no one excluded. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I felt this talk by Henry Nouwen was so timely, calling us to choose unity, a deep challenge for the times we're living in. We're grateful to the Henry J.M. Nouwen Archives at the Kelly Library at the University of St. Michael's College in Toronto for the use of this audio-video recording. 
When Henry delivered this talk at Norton Presbyterian Church, he added a second part, which is on compassion. If you go to the notes for this podcast, you'll find links to this talk on inclusivity and compassion on our YouTube channel. Henry's a delight to watch in action. If you have a little trouble understanding Henry's thick Dutch accent, you'll find a transcript for the podcast on the episode page. Be sure and watch for our first podcast in the new year of 2022. We have another wonderful recording of Henry Nouwen teaching on how to find our sacred center. This will be an inspiring teaching as you enter the new year. For more resources related to today's podcast, click on the links on the podcast page of our website. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. Give us a thumbs up or a good review and share it with others. From all of us at the Henry Nouwen Society and the Henry Nouwen Legacy Trust, I want to wish you a blessed Christmas and a very happy new year. Thank you so much for supporting the work of the Henry Nouwen Society. And thanks for listening. Until next time.